Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Don Reichert, CIO at the Metro Health System. In this segment, Reichert talks about how they've been able to leverage their resources to compete with the big fish, his thoughts on vendor management and what it takes to have a strong, mutually beneficial relationship, and how he works to build buy-in and trust among the executive leadership staff. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. That's interesting because everything you have to do to achieve stage six and seven are things that you want to do anyway as an organization. So it's not you know, just about getting this designation, but it seems like it really does serve as, as a really useful benchmark and kind of you know, telling you what you need to do to be you know, a top organization. Absolutely. So you look at the Davies Award. I think there's only 52 people in the world that have received that award. You look at him stage seven. I think it's just in the United States. I think it's around 4% of the hospitals are at stage seven. Yeah. And so that number is somewhere between five and 6,000 facilities. And you're in the top 4% of the country. And like I said, you know, we, we're, we're a safety net hospital. We don't have a billion dollars in the bank like people like the clinic or Johns Hopkins or, or Mayo. If you put your mind to it, if you make the right decisions through the process and you have the commitment, you can afford the best product. Yeah. And, and, and Epic and Cerner are the top two products out there in the marketplace, right? And we're using their systems. Yeah. And we're up there with all the big boys. In some cases, we're ahead of the big boys. Yeah. So it's just how you manage the process and how you go about selling it to the organization and then ultimately delivering on your promise. Right. And you know, when you, you mentioned what, um, what you guys did with, with Epic, working to develop that package with the uh, people who are in jail, that's interesting to me too because it's an example of vendor management that – I don't think we all, we see that much where people are really CIOs and, and other executives really are, are pushing their vendors. And can you just talk a little bit about your philosophy there and uh, you know what what CIOs need to be doing to to really get the most out of these investments? Sure. Um, you know I think it's important that you have a good working relationship with the core vendors that you select, and that you are open. And both parties have to be open and transparent because there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days, right? And at the, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that your egos are checked at the door and you're, you're, you're working towards the common goal. I think a lot of times on the vendor side, they're so, they're so focused on, I've got to sell you another product, I've got to sell you another product, yeah. that they forget that, well, wait a minute, what am I doing to optimize the product that I bought three years ago? Right. I find myself always looking back and saying, all right, we installed system A. You know, day one, we were using 60% of the system. What are we doing to go back to work on that other 40%? And really, that's the hardest stuff to get because you have to be focused. You have to be disciplined. You have to work with your vendor. You, you have to have some type of, of transformation or project management within your organization that is helping you along. Because as, as IT, you can't do it by yourself, and you shouldn't. IT should be a facilitator to help push that, to get people at the table from all parties to help drive that. And 
some vendors are easier than others to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing that I like is we have a call, uh, I believe it's every other month, with Judy Faulkner. Oh, wow. Okay. That is huge. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't have the, that relationship with the gentleman from Cisco or from Microsoft. I'm not, I'm not calling that level of person to yeah. talk through that. You know, sometimes I think, should I? Is there value in that? I know with Judy, there's 100% value. I'm sure, yeah. She listens. This is her baby. She didn't acquire it. She's developed everything from scratch, and she is, she is committed. And, and once again, you don't find that with every organization that, that I deal with. Mm-hmm. I think that's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely to have, to have the ear of of the of the CEO and right. And and like I said, it's, it's six times a year that that we were having that discussion, and it's not a long discussion; it's an hour. Yeah, and uh, you said you've been with the organization about six years now. I have. Okay, and you you didn't start, or you weren't uh, originally brought in as CIO. I was not. Okay. I was brought in as the senior director of applications. Prior to that, I worked at. North Shore University Health System, mm-hmm. which was formerly Evanston Northwestern. Okay. And I was the vice president and chief systems officer there for five years. Okay. They were an epic client as well. Okay. You had some familiarity with it going in, which I'm sure it was helpful. Well, it, it, it's, it's helpful. It's, uh, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is uh, North Shore University Health System when I showed up there, they were they were probably between a stage four and a stage five on uh, Hims Analytics. A lot of the stuff that I did to get to stage six and stage seven, I did at another hospital. So when I came there, I helped them get to, to stage seven. We were actually the first stage seven hospital in the country. Okay. So I had a lot of experience with Epic. I had a lot of experience getting there. Prior to that, I was in Spartanburg at Spartanburg Regional Medical Center. Now, that hospital was a McKesson shop at that time. It was the top site in the country uh, for site visits. We, we probably did 75 site visits a year. Oh, wow. I mean, we had it nailed down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they were in Atlanta. They're in Alpharetta. So they were like three-hour drive away, yeah. um, which, which was very, a very similar setup when I was working in Chicago. We were about two and a half hours away from Epic. In, in both instances, a lot of time was spent working at that level. My CIO at Spartanburg, his relationship with McKesson was at the CEO level. Yeah. We were one of the very few people in the country to get all of McKesson's systems working together, you know, because McKesson was a totally different animal. They developed stuff. They bought stuff. And, you know, the, just that transition of buying a company and then incorporating the code into your code and, you know, that can take like a two- to four-year process, yeah. you know, culture issues, et cetera. At, at that point in time, I had to give them credit because you know, at that time, McKesson was, uh, you know, you were talking in the, in the 90s, early 2000s. You know, McKesson was up there as one of the top systems. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of experience working with organizations all along the way that were very progressive, were pushing technology. As I always say, they didn't want to be on the cutting edge, but they wanted to be on the knife. Hmm. To me, working for organizations like that are game changers. You're willing to take a little risk. 
you know, if you have good planning, good processes, things will work out and, and, and you'll do well. When you're going from, from North Shore to Metro Health, you know, knowing that, that there was a, a big task ahead and, you know, having this, these big goals, um, was there any hesitancy with that at all? I mean, just, just kind of having to, you know, dive back in there? Not for me, no. I, I, I was, you know, it was at a point where, is it North Shore, where, you know, we had done a lot in five years. We accomplished a lot. And it was like, okay, well, what's next? And when I... Um, I heard through a friend that the metro position was open. Number one, it gave me an opportunity to move back to the state of Ohio where I'm from. And number two, there were a lot of broken pieces here. And the only, I looked at it as the only way we could go is up. Hmm. Yeah. That's the challenge, right? You know, how far you can push the envelope. And did you feel like in terms of uh, the IT shop that, that there was there was good talent in place, but maybe just uh, you know needed different direction or just not really being leveraged as much as it could. Uh, I think both. There was yeah. there was some good talent here. Um, it was also um, evaluating people that you recognized had more talent than the position that they were in, mm-hmm. and um, you, you had the opportunity to grow them and, and get them to the right position on the bus, and that that was the key. You know, certainly during that process, when I first started here, you know, people were always like, well, gosh, do we want to outsource? We just want to blow up the department and do something totally different. And it's like, guys, you, you've got a good core. Yeah. You know, let's let's work on it. And, you know, you know, when I walked in the door, there were 22 positions that were open, and there were 125 positions. That's huge. Yeah, but that's a really big chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so... I looked at it as hiring 22 people. If I hire, number one, I have a good core. And then if we hire 20 people, and that's our second core, mm-hmm. that's 40 people out of 125. Yeah. All right, you're almost at half. And that's going to really drive, drive the department. Yeah. You can start now becoming a game changer. And that's what we did as, as a group. It's a... Uh... It is interesting because, uh, you know, you, you see it as a challenge, but you can see how, how where some people might be turned off by it. But that's, you know, I think that's why it, it, you're in the right role for, for your personality and, you know, not being uh, afraid of a challenge. I, I think that would be a dangerous thing for a CIO today. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, you know, you have to be, you can't be afraid. You have to take risks, but you also have to communicate those risks to your senior execs. That's the key. You know, how much risk as an organization can we tolerate? And, it, and it's a joint decision, right? I'm making a recommendation. You know, I throw it up on the wall like a wet noodle, and I, I critique it to the stars come out. Mm-hmm. We'll be better for it in the end. And that's how, you get the, that's how you get the buy-in. That's how you get the support. And then, you know, by, by rolling things out like this and, and rolling them out well and having successes, then you as a person build your credibility and increase your trust level. So ultimately at the end of the day, when it's hard, when you have those really hard decisions, people trust you, they'll support you. You may not at the end of the day have a good install or something like that, but they're there to pick you up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I've, um, 
definitely taken up uh, a lot of your time, but I, I really appreciate um, your uh, taking the time to talk about what, what your organization is doing and just giving your perspective. And I think that this is really going to be uh, useful for, uh, for our audience. So, so thank you so much. Sure. You're more than welcome. And I'd definitely like to follow up with you uh, down the road and just see how, how everything's going, especially on the, the population health front, and, uh, you know, sure. catch up again. Anytime. All right, great. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I will be in touch. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.